Hello and welcome to the Indie Author Weekly Podcast, where I take you on the behind-the-scenes journey of my adventures as an indie author. Today's topic is all about how my many different novels fit together and the ways in which they are interconnected. I'm your host, Sagan Morrow, and I'm an eight-time polyamorous rom-com author, plus I've also written several business books for solopreneurs. Let's dive into this episode. So over the past week, I have celebrated two book birthdays for a couple of the novels that I have published. It was the book birthday for A Choice Between Two, which is book one in my Polyamorous Passion series, as well as the book birthday for Her Bad Idea, which is book seven in that series. And a month ago, I published my first novel outside of the Polyamorous Passion series. That novel is called Small Town Stilettos, A Modern Marriage of Convenience, And it is set in the same world as Polyamorous Passions, and there are even cameos of the main characters from the Polyamorous Passion series in Small Town Stilettos. So I thought that it would just be kind of useful today to give you a little overview of how exactly the novels fit together because they are in the same world. Now, if you are intrigued, if you want to learn more about my books, visit saganmorrow.com books the link is in the show notes, or search Small Town Stilettos or Polyamorous Passions on your favorite ebook store, and you can get all of the details about the novels that I write and get links to purchase them as well, and you can read them this week. So how do these novels fit together? What is the best order in which to read them? They are all contemporary romance novels. They are, you know, I would classify them as romantic comedies or chiclet, that sort of concept. Fun, lighthearted, humorous elements to them, and they are contemporary romances. And they take place in our world, essentially in our world. But I've also taken some liberties with it. So for example, COVID does not exist in my fictional world. I had zero interest in writing about COVID and incorporating that into it, so it simply does not exist. Um, And the locations that these novels take place in are also fictional. I did that because I wanted to have some liberties with the, you know, like things like the layout of the cities and um, the, just like the general concept of where these people are living. I wanted to just kind of like create my own sort of version, but they are heavily based on real life places. So Fort Edwin is the main location in Small Town Stilettos, and it does not exist in real life. It is heavily based on a very tiny town here in BC that I lived in for a short period of time a couple of years ago. And the city where Polyamorous Passions takes place is based very heavily on Winnipeg, where I used to live for, you know, my the vast majority of my life, I used to live in Winnipeg. And so Polyamorous Passions is essentially based on Winnipeg. But the funny thing is that the city, like that particular city that I write, all of my novels is, you know, include this city that is based on Winnipeg, but which isn't exactly Winnipeg. Um, I I have never actually named it. (laughs) So you'll notice that in my books, I constantly refer to it as the city. I never gave it a name because I could not 
come up with a particular name for it. I have racked my brains on this. This is one of the funniest, like, like most random sticky points that I have found in my novels that I cannot come up with a good name for this fictional city. I've come up with, you know, possibilities and I, w I really wanted to play on, you know, the name of Winnipeg, but nothing has ever really stuck. So we just haven't, haven't come up with anything. The name of Fort Edwin is, you know, like that came to mind pretty much immediately when I first thought of the town. So that was like a complete, you know, that was very easy. But this city that Polyamorous Passions is based on and which is also featured in Small Town Stilettos, I have no idea, no idea what to call it. Maybe by the end of the Polyamorous Passions series, by the time that I publish the ninth book in the series, maybe I'll finally figure out a name for it. Who knows? Who knows? But I have had some readers who have read my books, um, in particular Small Town Stilettos, who actually reached out to me and they said, oh my gosh, Sagan, is this based on Edmonton? Because the main character in Small Town Stilettos goes back and forth via train from Fort Edwin to this city. And it's not based on Edmonton. It's based very heavily on Winnipeg. Um, but then again, you know, we have this, this liberty that I've taken to the stories where normally someone is probably not going to commute via train across Canada just, you know, because that's, that's generally not, not what you're going to do, right? That's a very European sort of thing to do is just traveling by train as an everyday sort of commute um, factor. And so that was, you know, that's another example of the type of liberty that I've taken with my novels is that I, I liked the idea of having this train commute involved in it. So that's what I've done. And so there's different things like that where having fictional cities and fictional locations gives a little bit of flexibility to those types of things. Now, in Polyamorous Passions, the three main characters are Emma, Helen, and Scarlet. The first three books in the Polyamorous Passions series follows Emma, books four to six follow Helen, and books seven to nine follow Scarlet. So far, the first seven books in that series have been published. I'm currently working on book eight, and both books eight and nine will be published within the next year or so. Margaret is the main character in Small Town Stilettos, and she is originally from that city where they live, which is based on Winnipeg. And up until Small Town Stilettos, she has never met Emma, Helen, or Scarlett before. And Emma, Helen, and Scarlett are, you know, all best friends, so they're all featured very heavily in Polyamorous Passions. They are all in all of the different books throughout the series. They're best friends, so we get to enjoy them across the board. But books one to three are more through Emma's eyes, books four to six through Helen's eyes, and books seven to nine through Scarlett's eyes. Now, what they do is important for giving you some understanding of the interconnectedness between the Polyamorous Passion series and Small Town Stilettos. So Emma is a headhunter at a recruitment agency Helen works as a marketing consultant, Scarlett is a burlesque dancer, and Margaret is a fashion designer. And in Small Town Stilettos, one of the major plot points of Small Town Stilettos is that Margaret is creating her own fashion line for the company that she works for. She's, she's getting the opportunity to actually do her own fashion line, which is the first thing that she's ever um, been able to do. It's the first time that she's ever created her own fashion line. So in Small Town Stilettos, Margaret is 
you know, she's based out of Fort Edwin for much of the book, but she goes back to the city to visit it. She's with her best friend, Rachel. Rachel had recently attended a burlesque show at a local venue called the Dusky Panther, and she absolutely loved it. And she tells Margaret, we need to go. You are going to really enjoy this burlesque show. So they go to the burlesque show and Scarlett is the dancer at the club. And so they happen to meet Emma, Helen, and Scarlett. They get to chatting and the five of them have a great time and they're hanging out. And Margaret tells them, Margaret tells Emma, Helen, and Scarlett about how she wants to create this new fashion line. And while she's talking about it, Helen is giving her some marketing ideas because again, Helen is the marketing consultant. So Margaret ends up hiring Helen to do the marketing for her fashion line. Meanwhile, when they are hanging out at the Dusky Panther after Scarlett's burlesque show, the manager pops by to chat with Scarlett, and that's when Rachel tells him that he should turn the Dusky Panther into a burlesque-specific club. And in, the, in Small Town Stilettos, he kind of looks at her and he's like, huh, that's an intriguing idea. And, you know, a little bit of a teaser for my next novel, book eight in the Polyamorous Passion series, the concept of turning the Dusky Panther into a burlesque club is the plot, the main plot point of book eight in the Polyamorous Passion series. So I'm currently writing that novel. I've written almost the entire first draft at this point, and that plot is a direct result of this very casual, very short exchange that happens between Rachel and Zach, the owner of the Dusky Panther. So it happens super briefly in Small Town Stilettos. It's like a passing comment, a passing interaction, and that sets the stage for the entirety of book eight, which I love. I love having these little kind of like Easter eggs throughout my novels so that when you are reading them, you get to sort of see that there are callbacks between all of these different types of things happening is so much fun so much fun and we see that a lot in polyamorous passions because you know of course that entire series really builds on itself and it includes emma helen and scarlet so with emma's you know main story taking place from books one to three we get to sort of see what happens next for her in the rest of the series and there are callbacks to previous things that happened in the previous books. And sometimes there'll be little passing comments, but they absolutely relate back. So it's a lot of fun to have interrelated books like this. And one of the other fun things is that I already know that in book eight, something happens that I don't want to spoil, but something is going to happen that leads directly into the sequel for Small Town Stilettos. So that is something I've already actually written a few scenes for that sequel, which is going to be called Love by Design. It's going to be a lot of fun. And I've already written in, you know, as I said, I'm, I'm pretty much, I'm almost complete the first full draft of book eight of the Polyamorous Passion series. And so I've already written in this short exchange that teases about what's going to happen and how this person is going to be a main character for Love by Design. Um, so that's, again, it's kind of fun to have these sorts of pieces all building on one another. You could read all of my books as standalones, but they're a lot more fun to read all of them because you do get a much more fulsome sort of perspective on it and you get to see all of the little intricacies.
The best order to read these novels is the same order in which I publish them. So read books one to seven in the Polyamorous Passion series first, then read Small Town Stilettos, then book eight in the Polyamorous Passion series, and then read Love by Design, which will be the sequel to Small Town Stilettos, and then book nine will come after that. So again, so far, books one to seven in the Polyamorous Passion series and Small Town Stilettos have all been published, so you can read those right now, and book eight will be coming out I want to say later this year, I'm like 99% sure that book eight in the Polyamorous Passion series will be published later this year, year. and then I'm, I'm really hoping to publish Love by Design and book nine in the Polyamorous Passion series next year. There is a little bit of overlap, I will say, um, between the novels because in Small Town Stilettos, Small Town Stilettos takes place between uh, July and November, and Book eight in the Polyamorous Passion series starts just a few weeks after Rachel tells Zach that he should turn the Dusky Panther into a burlesque club. So it kind of starts around um, August and goes on for a little bit after that. So there's a little bit of overlap between them, but again, the best order in which to read these novels is the same order in which I publish them. Books one to seven in the Polyamorous Passion series, then Small Town Stilettos, then book eight in the Polyamorous Passion series, then Love by Design, then book nine in the Polyamorous Passion series. So there you have it. That just gives you a little bit more background about how these novels are connected. Um, I just have, again, so much fun connecting them all together and like finding, even when I'm like going back, when I reread my previous novels, when I'm working on a current one or when I'm working on future ones, I love kind of like pulling out little pieces. Um, and I've mentioned, you know, quite a long time ago here on the podcast that I want to do a series of short stories featuring some of the side characters in the Polyamorous Passion series. So I still would like to do that at some point, um, in which case, again, it will be tons of callbacks to things that have already happened when you read the other books in the series. They're so much fun. All right, so books one to seven in the Polyamorous Passion series and Small Town Stilettos, A Modern Marriage of Convenience are all available for your reading pleasure this week. Visit any major e-bookstore to grab your copy, or you can access the links directly at saganmorrow.com books. Link is in the show notes. Happy reading! If you have any additional questions about the world I've created for my characters, or how the books all fit together, or if there is any other topic or question that you would like me to address here on the Indie Author Weekly Podcast, I would love to hear it. Please submit your topic ideas at saganmorrow.com question. That, my friend, is a wrap for today's episode of Indie Author Weekly. Access the show notes for this episode at saganmorrow.com podcast and share your thoughts on this episode on Twitter or Instagram. My handle is at saganlives. Please take two minutes to rate and review Indie Author Weekly on Apple Podcasts. Thank you so much for tuning in, and I will see you next week for another episode of Indie Author Weekly.